Cedar Point and Kings Island have officially merged. Sam Bankman Freed has been convicted. Issues one and two both pass in Ohio. Eight and a half million dollar mushroom operation has been busted. Uh, Shrek 5 release date has possibly been leaked. We have a foodgasm, new Beatles song and music. Joey Votto is no longer playing for the Reds. CJ Stroud is really good. Aaron Rodgers is still making people freak out for no reason. Dallas loses this week, but the Bengals win. And Landon is sick, so I'm doing this damn thing solo. All this week, episode number 58 of the Flash Burn Podcast. Welcome back to the Flashburn Podcast, everybody. Ooh, that was a good one. Episode, let me look at my notes here. I'm pretty sure it's 58. Yeah, episode number 58. Uh, glad to have you back. Uh, Landon is sick, came to work today, said if he had some vacation time, he would have taken it. But he kind of moped around and welded by himself, so he wasn't uh, around anybody or contagious, but he thinks he has a fever. He said maybe COVID. I don't know. Uh, maybe he just doesn't want to do the show with me today. Maybe he don't even want to do it anymore. It's hard telling. Anyway, I'm by myself today. Had a special guest lined up. However, her grandmother just got back from uh, surgery in the hospital, getting some things taken care of. So she's taking her dinner this evening. Uh, so Erica will not be joining me. I'll be by myself. So I threw up some notes. I got some articles together. I even got a clip in here. Not about my football team. Um, so let's do the show. Let's get through this. Uh, we'll do it together. I'm not going to make it an hour and 45 minutes long, even though uh, I probably would like to because most people say that I do ramble and rant, especially Erica. This show is sponsored by Jaded Rain Printing and Design out of Pikeville, Kentucky. Stickers, banners, vehicle wraps, political signs, you name it. Like their Facebook, check out their stuff. I just saw today... Um, I've, I've shouted the guy out before, but I'll just do it again. Uh, Ryan Hall, y'all, was on YouTube and is a huge weatherman. Joe lives literally next to him, like two and a half houses away, and does a ton of work for him. Uh, he makes these things called Yolo meters, where they um, measure the snow. They're literally a piece of plastic with a sticker on it. And uh, Joe's making like 60-some thousand of those for him, which is insane. He has a massive following. Uh, his, his videos are actually interesting. They're very well produced. Um, he's a super cool dude. I've never met him, but Joe says nothing but great things about him. So uh, check out Ryan Hall on YouTube. Uh, pretty interesting that uh, Jaded Rain's doing all their printing. Uh, anyway, so welcome to, I wanted to say in tidbits, now I can't take a drink without nobody knowing. That's unsettling. Different. Welcome to No Not November. Uh, some people know what this is. Some people don't. I've been following some Facebook pages. They are hilarious. People are posting about No Not November. So you have uh, Sober October, um, No Shave November. There's always the theme, I think, in the fall months, so it seems. Uh, no Not November's <laughs> probably my favorite uh, because the shit's funny. So 
I got a good buddy on Facebook. I don't know if he listens, but I will shout him out. Mike Stone. And he's put some good posts up on his page about No Nut November. Uh, if you don't know what it is, you should know what it is by just saying No Nut November. Okay? Uh, it specifically is for men. I'm not going to go any further. You still don't know. You can look it up. Anyway, uh, he calls his, uh, he says, uh, six days ago, Angelina almost got to me this morning, but I stood strong. Hashtag NNN. Uh, five days ago, he says, shoo, close call, boys. Pamela Henderson was waiting on me to wake up this morning. I stood my ground and didn't give in to the temptation. I can't be stopped. Uh, the next day, <laughs> he's... <laughs> Next day, he says, I forgot to update you guys. I'm sorry. This morning was tough. Hand Solo was waiting on me to wake up. I said, not today. It's not going to happen. I'm still going strong. Uh, so the other one was uh, Risty Alley instead of Christy Alley. Risty Alley was sitting right next to me and almost broke my seven-day streak. Uh, what a stupid Hand Hathaway uh, was this morning. <laughs> it's just funny. What a stupid thing to do. Um, but, you know. If you can survive all November with the no nut, congratulations to you. What I've read is your testosterone levels actually do increase when you don't. Um, I, I'm trying to, I don't even know how to say this cleanly. Uh, when you don't nut, I'll just leave it at that. So uh, I know it does uh, cause a little bit of aggravation and stress sometimes. Uh, at least is what I've heard. So uh, congratulations to all that are actually trying to do that. I'll just tell you now. Mm, 90% of you not going to make it 30 days. However many days are in November 30. Yeah. So most of you aren't going to make it, but the posts are funny. Um, so I'm, I'm explaining that to you. At least you know what it is now. Uh, we went and saw nightmare before Christmas last Friday in 3d. All right. The movie is a cult classic as we all know. However, you won't be shocked when I tell you I've never seen it. I've seen bits and pieces my whole life, especially living um, here, especially living with Erica for the last eight years. I've seen it on and off. So I actually sat down and watched the movie. It was a pretty good movie. It was in 3D, but yet the 3D sucked. Like half of the movie was in 3D. Half of the movie was not. Uh, the glasses were shitty. Um, I'm not a big fan of that theater, even though we tend to go all the time. I'm not going to mention the name, but uh, yeah, I, even driving to Richmond. I guess that does give it away. But uh, the movie was, it's all right. I, I don't see the cult classic part of it. Uh, I guess it is a musical and it does attract kids. So Erica loves that movie. We have a lot of uh, Nightmare Before Christmas stuff at the house. And then, of course, we had the big weekend of Tool and the Bengals. So naturally, um, it was a long weekend. Uh, Saturday, we drove to West Virginia Got checked into the hotel, realized that the arena was right across the street. I can actually see the line of people uh, waiting to get in to try to buy their limited edition tool posters. And um, that was nice because then you can kind of, you know, drink and not have to worry about driving. Afterwards, you don't have to worry about um, trying to navigate. Like we would literally got up in the hotel, drank a few beers, got ready, walked across the street. Very nice setup. It's in uh, Charleston, West Virginia, the place. Uh, what was the name of it? I forget now. But anyway, um, the show was amazing, as always. Tool was great. Got a little VIP press pack thing with my tickets. Not because I wanted VIP, but just because I just wanted close tickets, and it just came with it. 
Uh, so I got a nice notepad for Gabby to play with and a pen and a tool fanny pack that I'll never wear. But Erica said it was could be used as a merce too, I guess. It's kind of nice. And then um, had a great time and then got up next morning. Had Tudor's breakfast for the first time. Tudor's. T-U-D-O-R-S. Yeah, Tudor's. Tudor's breakfast. It's a uh, biscuit world, I guess. Biscuit breakfast place. I've never been there. I guess. I think she has once. I've never been. And there's not a lot of them here. There is one in Centerville that I'm going to be going to more than I used to because it's only 30 minutes away. And it was amazing. The biscuits were just as good as I thought they were going to be. The ham and cheese sandwich was fucking awesome. She had a sausage burrito, I think. She said it was great. Our breakfast was great. It was really good. I, I definitely recommend. I guess I could use that as a foodgasm. And then uh, went to the Bengals game Sunday night. Sunday night games are always crazy. Prime time. Everybody's there. Uh, damn near sold out. It was the second largest attendance by like 200 people. We striped the jungle. Black and orange seats. Okay. Every other section was blacked and orange. Everybody saw the pictures, I'm sure, by now. Um, it looked awesome. The place was fucking rocking. It was a great time. However, Sunday night games, Monday night games, people like to drink all day long and go to the game. There was a lot of drunk people. Uh, one guy even like tried to sit down in our tailgate area and asked for food for his dad because he was drunk. He was drunk, but we weren't giving out any food. Nobody did want him to sit with us. And then the one guy, I think, put his arm around uh, one of Erica's sisters, and that was the end of that. So... The one guy tried to get into it with her dad. Her dad called him Danny DeVito, which was funny because the guy was five foot tall. I come around the corner of the van, ready to fight somebody, like, what the hell is going on? Asking questions. And uh, people get drunk on the primetime games. I think they just think they can drink all day long and watch football, probably downtown, and then just walk to the game. Uh, Had a woman on the way out, literally laying on the concrete. Her husband was trying to get her up off the concrete. She was like halfway laughing, but halfway passed out. And even Erica was like, can I help you? Like, do you do you need something? Like, is she okay? And he was lit, too. And they were walking back to the parking garage, like, right beside the concrete barrier. Uh, that's probably not even four feet tall. And, you know, there's a 40, 50-foot drop underneath it. So we're trying to get him away from the barrier. Uh, primetime games are fun, but it does get rowdy. Uh, people like to drink. But we had a great time. Bengals won, of course. Busted a brake line on the Bengals van. Uh, got kind of sketchy on the way down. A little sketchy on the way back, but got it all figured out. Uh, Erica was sick Saturday night into Sunday. Apparently, there's a throwing up poopy thing going around. I usually don't get sick. They both have been sick, Gabby and Erica, at least twice in the last two months. I've yet to get it. So that's me knocking on wood. That's not somebody knocking at the front door. Uh, and then my buddy Adam from work went. Uh, we had a great time. A lot of fun. Um, Gabby wasn't going to go, but she heard Diane talking about the tickets to the game. Uh, and Erica's dad did the Papaw thing that my dad would have done and said, buy her a ticket. I can't do this to her. She's going to go. So we had a great time. A lot of fun. Maybe seen some pictures on my Facebook or maybe the, I think I posted some on the flash burn, maybe. Uh, moving forward to news. A lot of conversation about this one. Uh, not super relevant to me because I don't get to go a lot and I'm pretty much too big for most of the rides now. Uh, that's why it is when you're six, three, 300 pounds, uh, small roller coasters don't mix. 
Uh, according to Dispatch.com, Ohio's two biggest music parks will now be owned by the world's largest regional theme park operator, thanks to a merger announced on Thursday of last week. Four years after rejecting a buyout offer from Six Flag Entertainment Corporation, Cedar Fair Entertainment Company, which owns Cedar Point and Kings Island, struck a deal with Six Flags to create a juggernaut of 27 amusement parks, 15 water parks, nine resort properties spanning 17 states, as well as Canada and Mexico. It's a lot of money. Big place. Going to be a real big place now. The $8 billion merger will bring... Together, two of North America's iconic amusement park companies to establish a highly diversified footprint and a more robust operation model to enhance park offerings and performance, Richard Zimmerman said, president and CEO of Cedar Fair. Um, I don't see much here. I mean, it's cool that they bought them out. I don't think it's going to like change anything. I'm not sure that they're, maybe they'll have a little more budget to build bigger roller coasters, but... Um, there's some pretty big ones out there now. The I don't even know what the biggest one at Kings Island is. I didn't even get to go last year. We were so busy, we didn't even get to go to Kings Island. Uh, we bought a season pass for her and Gabby, I think the last three years, and we didn't even buy one last year. Uh, Cedar Point opened in 1870, while Kings Island first opened in 1972. Um, so basically one person owns what seemingly is most of the amusement parks now in the United States. I don't think it's a bad thing. Like I said, making a little bigger budget for some uh, bigger stuff would be cool. Um, I was a thrill seeker. I was into riding coasters for quite a long time. And uh, it's getting old. Last time I rode Son of Beast was one of the last coasters I rode, and it beat the shit out of me. People listening can probably relate. Uh, That thing was, (laughs) there's a reason why they shut that thing down. It bruised my knees for weeks. It was a rough ride. Um, However... Now they're all owned by one person. So maybe they'll build a big ass nasty roller coaster. I don't know. Maybe in Kings Island, there's not a lot of room left. They've taken a lot of the grounds and turning into something, but that place is making money. If you don't think they're making money, you're wrong. They're they're banking. Uh Crypto King Sam Bankman Freed faces decades in jail after a guilty verdict. I gotta plan these drinks better. Maybe I'll pause it. Uh, according to bbc.com no affiliation with any uh, pornography sam bankman freed who once ran one of the world's biggest cryptocurrency exchanges had been found guilty of fraud and money laundering at the end of a month-long trial in new york who would have known the jury delivered its verdict after less than five hours of deliberations i didn't think it would take that long i mean considering everything was probably in black and white however officially he has been convicted um well, the actual charges, there was a bunch of different charges that they got him on. Um, found him guilty of lying to investors and lenders, stealing billions of dollars from FTX, which Tom Brady had a hand in at one time. Uh, money laundering, fraud, you name it, they've they've nailed him, uh, which they should have. Um, every charge is a maximum of 20 years, so he has a potential maximum sentence of 110. Um, although, although it is unlikely the judge will actually impose that. Uh, Bankman Freed is expected to face a sentence lasting decades. I'm going to guess they give the guy 40 years. I think that's fair. Um, I know his girlfriend, amongst a few other people, turned on him because they had enough evidence to nail everybody to the wall here. Um, When FTX went bankrupt, um, they owed several people money, uh, $8 billion. 
Uh, quote uh, from the U.S. attorney, uh, he took the money. He knew it was wrong. He did it anyway because he thought he was smarter and better than he could figure his way out of it. Um, he was a pretty smart guy. I mean, he took money from everybody. He sent him investment statements, basically what Bernie Madoff did. Madoff done Madoff with a lot of people's money. And he basically sent fake statements to people saying that the money was there and it was doing great, when in reality, it was not there. He had some nice cars, a couple boats. He lived in, I think, in the Bahamas, so he thought he would never get caught. And that shit came crashing down real fast. Um, one of the biggest financial stories of, I mean, probably of our time. So I'm going to guess he'll get 40 to maybe even 50 because he's young. He's only 30. He's 31. Pretty smart guy. I mean, it takes a lot to set all that up and to keep it running and to be able to sit down and talk to people that actually know finances and know what they're talking about. Like you can't bullshit a shitter, a bullshit, a bullshitter in this situation. He's a pretty smart dude. So he had to have a little bit of background in the stuff, but um, when all that went down, it was, he was also the biggest democratic Democrat donor, I think of last year. So he put a ton of money into politics as well. Um, when his sentence comes out, I'm sure we will talk about it on here. I don't see the. Let me see if I can find the uh, a date of sentencing. Um, I'll bring it back up when he's actually sentenced. Like I said, I'm gonna guess 40 to 50 years because he's only 31. I bet 40 years. That seems fair. I don't know how many people got their money actually got their money back, but I know a lot of people are still in trouble over it. Um, what a shit show. Sorry if you lost money to Sandbank Freeman. Uh, issue one and two in Ohio. This was something I was going to discuss a little bit and make a little more exciting to talk about if Landon or Erica was here, but both of them passed. Uh, issue one was the abortion situation in Ohio. Um, since Roe versus Wade was overturned, uh, abortion became illegal. However, the Ohio, I, I didn't do a lot of research on this because as of right now, abortion does not affect my life. It just doesn't. It might. Down the road, I do have two girls. Uh, I have to put that in consideration when I think about it, when I speak about it, and when I talk about it. And, you know, I don't get too involved in it. I try to stay out of it. I do have my opinions like everybody else. Uh, but it was approved. So sounds like Ohio is going to put in the Constitution that it is a constitutional right for you to get an abortion. My biggest problem is there was no term limits. So if you have an abortion at eight and a half months, I'm just telling you now, first of all, that is a child. That is not cluster of cells. And to me, it, it's just extremely immoral to um, have someone abort a baby. I mean, I want to say the word murder, but I'm not going to uh, abort a child at that late. And this, the, the terms I wasn't happy with and the parenting thing I wasn't happy with either. There was a little bit of a rumor of the transgender situation where they were trying to take parental rights away from children in school that want to start transitioning or want to talk about uh, being transgender. Um, I have no problem with people being transgender. It is what it is. You do you, I'll do me. It is what it is. However, if some school counselor or doctor is talking to my 13-year-old about taking hormones to turn into a boy, that's a big fucking problem. So I don't know if it fully included that. I saw some writings, but then again, I do have a few super-duper religious pro-life people on my Facebook that were preaching this. I try to stay out of it. Um, I think if I wanted to debate it with somebody, I would like to say, you know, okay, so you're against abortion because you think it's murder and you're protecting children. All right. That's fine. That's your opinion. 
However, you need to explain to me, without using religion, explain to me why it's right or wrong. Why can't you use religion? Well, because the religion is your belief. You believe in religion, over 300-some different religions on the planet, and you believe in one that doesn't believe in abortion. Okay, fine. But you can't use your beliefs to push an opinion on someone that doesn't have the same beliefs. It makes no sense. I've never understood that. I watch people on the internet. Oh, you know, God this and uh, Jesus that and, and 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 the testament of this and that. I'm not super religious, so bear with me. However, you know, this this is this and the devil and Satan and, and he's going to come back and get it. And, and, and it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What if I don't believe in this God? What if I don't believe in what you believe in? What if I believe in something different? You can't use your religious beliefs to push an opinion on me like that. It doesn't work that way. So the pro-life, I see a little bit of it with the eight, nine months thing. It's like if they're in the womb, it's not murder. But if they come out of the womb and take four breaths and you you abort them, which would be murder then, you're going to prison. Uh, thin line, not sure I agree with the uh, full extent there. However, it did pass. So there's a lot of people that were definitely advocating for it to pass. Um, the rape thing and stuff, I fully understand. However, that was already there before this passed. And issue two passed. Issue two is marijuana. Uh, two and a half ounces you're allowed to have on you now in the state of Ohio. Uh, I think it's a good thing. I don't, uh, I've been to Michigan where you're allowed to smoke pot. You're allowed to buy it in the dispensaries. You just go in and show your ID. You buy what you want and you leave. I don't know that from experience. I'm just saying what I've heard. So you go out up there and buy it like you're buying liquor. And I don't think pot's no different uh, than alcohol. Matter of fact, I think it's better for you. Alcohol is worse for you than pot. Studies will show that every day. I've seen people die from alcoholism, um, from being addicted to alcohol. Alcoholics, they're everywhere. I've had people in my family pass away from uh, the alcoholism thing. However, I know people that smoke weed every day of their life for the last 50 years in my family and are still living and are actually somewhat healthy. So I, I think weed is pretty minor. It's just going to bring some taxes into the state of Ohio, maybe to help the schools or maybe to help uh, rehab programs is what I was reading about. Fine. I'm fine with it. You want to put a dispensary up in Brookville and sell pot? Fine. It's not going to change anything. It's not going to change nothing. No, you're not going to be able to go to work high. No, you're not going to be able to uh, get rid of drug tests at your uh, employment. It's a liability still. They're not going to change the rules. I'm telling you right now, not going to happen. However... You can possess it. You can also walk out your front porch, roll up a joint, smoke it, and say hi to your neighbor. I don't have any problem with that. Cigarette smoke kills fucking 600,000 people, last I checked, a year. Every year. My neighbor behind me, nice guy. His wife, nice. Nice gal. Okay. Good people. They're good people. We love them. They're great people. However, I wake up in the morning at 9 a.m. My windows are open in the springtime. Guess what I'm smelling? Cigarette smoke. So, I mean, you know, cigarettes are much more deadly than pot. By the numbers, much, 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 much more deadly than pot. Matter of fact, I have not seen anyone that's OD'd on pot. Not to my knowledge. You want to fix that for me? Send me the article. By all means, I'll talk about it next week. However, the cigarette smoke thing, people die of that shit every day. 600,000. Do quick math. You got uh, 365 days, uh, 600,000 divided times 20, was it 2,000 people per day dying from smoking? So, weed, let it go. If you're against the weed, I even found a lot of people that were religious on Facebook. Like, oh, you know, I don't even give a fuck about the weed. I don't care about weed no more. You shouldn't care about weed no more. Why is it illegal? 
What's I mean, what's the problem? They're going to make a shit ton of money off of it. It's going to make people happier. However, once again, doesn't mean you just go home and smoke pot and then tell your work, oh, well, it's legal. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you can't have it in your system and come in here and, and run a forklift or run a crane. So you don't get a pass because the state of Ohio says you can smoke it outside recreationally. I think you can also grow your own plant. Um, but as always, there was some fine print. The lawmakers can still change some things before it comes into effect December 7th. So we'll follow and see what happens. I know a few people that listen to this that smoke a little bit of pot every now and then, possibly every night, possibly more than a few people. Anyway, um, we reported Al Pacino uh, had a child at 83 year old, 83 years old. And uh, had a lot of people be like, man, that was fucking crazy. It's an interesting opinion. This is something I wanted to talk to Erica about, but she's not here because she's going to get dinner. Um, finally got his, he had a child and then they split up. I know you're shocked, right? An 83-year-old sleeps with a 30, how old is she? 32? 34-year-old, I think. But uh, anyway, substantially younger. I think 50 years younger than him. They didn't last Slept together, tried to make it work out, didn't last. I know you're shocked by that. Uh, according to NBCNews.com, Pacino has agreed to pay, her name is Alfala, Alfala, $30,000 a month in child support. He'll also give her 6% of his annual gross income in excess of $2.5 million a year, capped at $4 million or up to $90,000. So she's going to get up to ninety grand a year. She's going to get thirty grand a month. That chick is making four hundred and some thousand dollars a year to raise a eighty-three-year-old actor's child. That's insane. Beginning in twenty twenty-three, Pacino is required to contribute fifteen thousand dollars each year to a five twenty-nine account created for Roman, his son, which will be managed by both Pacino and Alfala for Roman's education and other agreed-upon expenses. Uh, in September twenty-three, a representative for Pacino confirmed they were still together. So they must have just split not long ago. Pretty interesting situation. Um, being 83 and being a dad, I find it to be a little selfish. We've already covered this on the show. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy that she decided to have a child with an 83-year-old. But, you know, you want to uh, get in there and have a child uh, with an 83-year-old with fine. And Nicole did the same thing with some old dude and tried to get a bunch of money, ended up with nothing. Um, very interesting Subject to debate. Unfortunately, I'm debating myself here, so we're going to move forward. But hey, congratulations to her for um, getting the bag, as they say. I uh, read this story, had to cover it on here, have yet to do them or eat them, but I find them appealing. Uh, Foxnews.com. Magic mushroom dealer's secret $8.5 million factory raided in suburban home. This kid was 21 years old. Absolute dog, okay? Kingpin. Connecticut resident Weston Soul, 21, is charged with possessing with intent to sell, distribute narcotics and operation of a drug factory. Police raided a multi-million dollar home, multi, excuse me, multi-million dollar Willy Wonka-like magic mushroom factory operating inside a suburban Connecticut home. Anonymous tip led police to Weston Soul's front steps in Burlington, Connecticut. While responding, officers spotted ventilation equipment through his house, consistent with those used in clandestine labs. Soul followed officers to a detached garage where detectives found a large mushroom growing operation on Thursday, state police said in a press release. Law enforcement 
executed search warrants after Seoul blocked detectives from entering his home. Well, at that time, you know, you guys know you're in trouble. And they seized about eight and a half million dollars worth of psychedelic mushrooms and various stages of growth, according to state police. $8.5 million of mushrooms is a lot of fucking mushrooms. Okay? That's a lot. Like, mushrooms are cheap, from what I've, I've been told, what I understand. You can get a decent amount to trip on for 30 or 40 bucks. They're not expensive. The picture of this guy's front yard is insane. There's probably a couple thousand bags halfway full of mushrooms. It's it's nuts. Uh, Seoul originally denied the mushrooms were illegal. But allegedly changed his tune and admitted the seizure mushrooms were uh, psilocybin. Psilocybin? I think it's how you say it. Which are commonly referred to as magic mushrooms after his lab was found. The psychedelic drugs look like everyday mushrooms, but they affect all users' senses after alter a person's thinking, sense of time and emotions, and can cause hallucinations according to the Alcohol and Drug Foundation. Uh, I've never done mushrooms. But I know people have. And apparently it clarifies your senses. So when you're looking at the ceiling fan spinning, it looks amazing. When you smell things, they smell awesome. Colors are more radiant. Um, you see trails. You run your finger across your face, and there'll be a trail behind your finger. I don't think it's good for your brain. However, I know your brain does heal itself, and you kind of come back to normal. It's just like taking LSD. Mushrooms, I think, are a lower grade of LSD, is what I've understood from my research of looking into them. Um, this kid is 21 years old, and he had $8.5 million worth of mushrooms. I mean, hats off to him for being an absolute badass, um, but he's in a lot of trouble. I'm going to say he's $250,000 bond, scheduled to be arraigned uh, November 16th. He's doing at least 25, if not more. He's got the ventilators in his house trying to get all the smell out. They do stink. I think they grow. Um, what I've been told is they kind of grow in cow shit, I think is what I've understood. They grow in feces, and that's how they, I don't know how they detected somebody decided to eat a mushroom out of a fucking cow patty, but hey, hats off to that guy for doing it. Um, so that the, the house had to, obviously had to fucking stink, I would think. But he had a pretty elaborate operation. Eight and a half million dollars of shrooms. A lot of shit. Maybe instead of started a little lower, kind of build up his clientele, get a little more comfortable with who's going in and out of his house, talking to people. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, the, the the pictures outside the house are are just nuts. But um, if if he gets convicted and goes through the years, uh, we'll report how long he gets in. Because I'm curious. Mushrooms aren't really um okay. They're illegal. Yes. However, they're kind of like weed. They don't. Uh, they don't really cause addiction. Um, they don't, they do impair you a little bit, but you know, I always refer to Cat Williams's references in one of his skits. He says, you know, weed is illegal. Tylenol is perfectly legal, but if you take 20 of them, it'll be your last fucking headache. So, I mean, it's, you know, in excess, I just, are they going to slap them on the wrist because they're mushrooms? Or are they going to say, look, this is illegal. This is a felony. Your ass is in trouble. I don't care how long you are. I don't care how stupid you're trying to play here. Your ass is in trouble. I'd say it gets at least 25, 30 years, but we'll find out. Moving on. Finance budget app Mint is closing its doors. Uh, I remember this back in the day. 
they had a lot of advertisements everywhere about using Mint. Mint helps you budget your money, shows you what's coming in and going out. I did a lot of good things. And the, the free part of it did a lot. You didn't have to get the premium paid to just follow along what's going on in your bank account. Um, I wake up at least probably 10, 15 mornings of the month and check my account and realize that there's things coming out. And I'm like, what the hell is that? Like Amazon Music charges me five, four, six dollars. It seems like every other couple of days. And I don't understand what it's for. So you gotta track it down. You're looking at the tablets, trying to make sure they don't sign up for subscriptions. Kind of find out they rented a movie or I rented a movie or whatever, but Mint would do this for you basically by checking your stuff and letting you know that things are going on. It's closing its doors because Credit Karma is buying it out. Now, Credit Karma kind of talks about itself being great. Um, I mean, it's great for checking your credit and watching your report. Okay, that part works. It is great. The part that's not great, it constantly tries to get you to go into debt, constantly offering you uh, credit cards and personal loans. And if you refinance your car, your three-year car loan that you only owe ten grand on, if you refinance it to five years, your payment will only be two eighty a month instead of four hundred. And people are fucking stupid enough to be like, oh, that's a hell of a deal. I'm going to refinance my car five years. Now you're paying a higher interest rate, more than likely. Now you're paying more interest because it's a five-year instead of a three. So that, that payment that you thought was cheaper, it's not cheaper. You're paying more for the car. That is depreciating every single day. Cars are one of the worst things to buy unless you buy the right ones. Old ones do appreciate, and uh, exotic cars sometimes do, but the chances are that they are, are not going to happen. Uh, it's, it's slim to none. However, they're closing it down, and they're turning it into uh, part of Credit Karma, and, Credit Karma, and Intuit. Intuit is also Credit Karma now. So you look at that, and you're like, well, I could still use Credit Karma Intuit as a budget app. Yes, you can, but to get some of the Mint options, you have to go premium. A lot of people don't want to go premium. I just took a glance at Credit Karma's profits since they are soaking up Mint and now are owned by Intuit. Um, they generated $12.7 B, with a B, billion dollars in 2022 and made $2 billion in profits. Credit Karma and Intuit made $2 billion in profits. That's a lot of money for an app that Basically tries to sound like, hey, we're going to help you budget your money. Hey, we're going to help you keep track of your credit score. We're going to help you do this. We're going to help you do that. And we're going to do all these great things. But then when you put the app on your phone and you go to it, the first 10 things you see is ads for new credit cards and new car loans. Because Credit Karma, of course, gets paid by the people that put them there. So there you go. Now Credit Karma is going to basically own a massive stake in... Um, Budgeting apps, and I, I, it sucks. I mean, I, I hate it because it's like uh, the credit credit card loans. The number have gone up in the United States. Um, I want to say it was four hundred. I have to look that up and find out for sure. But it's gone up. Um, U.S. credit card debt has reached one trillion dollars. And uh, I'm pretty sure the debt itself has gone up somewhere around five or six hundred million dollars in the last couple months. Uh, balances rose two hundred twenty-three billion dollars 
since the end of 2021. So our credit cards are just being maxed out higher and higher and higher. And uh, credit card went into it is more than happy to, to sell you one. So it sucks that you were trying to budget your money. And now you have to go to an app that's going to sell it to you. I will tell you, uh, every dollar is done by Dave Ramsey. I used to listen to Dave Ramsey every day for like a year and a half. Until I feel like I heard every single story that you possibly could have financially. And yes, it didn't help me. I didn't change my ways, but I need to. But anyway, uh, every dollar will take care of all your shit. Take care of your incomings, your outcomings, what's going on, where the money's going. It's a great app. I've had it on my phone. Uh, you pay like 100 a year, and it'll do everything for you. It'll even pay your bills. Like You can send them certain bills, and it'll do it for you. So um, I've I seen that one as one of the big recommendations to switch over to um, is the Every Dollar app. I think it's a good app. I'll recommend that one to you guys. Um, and the last piece of news here, I just saw this an hour ago. A Shrek 5 release date has been leaked by NBC intern and since deleted LinkedIn post, accidentally revealing the movie is set to come out in 2025. Sounds about right. This movie's taking forever. According to DailyMail.com, someone let the ogre out of the bag about the potential releases date for the highly anticipated fifth installment of the beloved Shrek franchise. An intern at NBC Universal listed the movie as among those hitting theaters in 2025 but quickly deleted the posts, of course. However, when you put something online, if you don't know, it's there forever. Now, now let, let me let me take that back. If you're a peasant or a peon like me, and most people listen to the show, you can put things online and then just take them right back off, and no one cares. But if you're a higher up in one of these companies, such as NBC, um, CBS, whoever it may be, and you post something and decide to take it back off, chances are it's already been screenshotted. Okay, somebody's already seen it. So uh, Chris Melodondri, 63, the founder and CEO of Illumination, who does Shrek, um, told Variety in April, you look at what the core elements are that audiences have loved, and you do your very best to honor those core elements. And then you're hard at work to build story elements and new characters that take you to brand new places. The original cast is a huge part of that. <laughs> Uh, we anticipate the cast coming back, the executive said. Talks are starting now, and every indication that we've gotten is there's tremendous enthusiasm on behalf of the actor's return. Uh, Michael Myers, 60, has played the lovable Shrek in all four films to date, alongside Eddie Murphy, which is now 62, as Donkey. Antonio Banderas, Banderas 63, as Puss. Uh, Cameron Diaz is now 51. Wow, I'm showing my age. As Princess Fiona and John Lithgow has been Lord Farquaad. After the success of Puss in Boots, the last Wish spinoff, which was a good movie, by the way. We saw that one. Which made $484 million worldwide. Hopes are high that fans of Shrek will flock to theaters to see their old friends. I'm sure they will. Um, I can almost guarantee they've sold four tickets already. Because as soon as Erica finds out, as soon as the kids find out there's another Shrek coming out, everybody's everybody's going to be on, on board with that. So uh, Apparently 2025, that sounds about right. You get everybody signed up and you work on the movie for two years because computer animation, even with AI and everything else, takes a long time to do. Very long time to do. So uh, you may have heard it here first. Um, you might be able to tell people that, hey, sounds like in 2025, we are getting a new Shrek movie. It'll be Shrek 5. I think this is a movie that is okay to continue. Five might be a good number to stop. Uh, I can agree with that. But they've been successful for quite a long time. People love these movies. They're family friendly. They're they're funny, even as adults watching, they're funny. So 
Uh, we'll see what happens if that actually happens or not. But I'm going to say that, it, I mean, most leaks on the internet usually do come true. They leak something, they delete it, you know, within a couple minutes. Chances are it was something that should have never been online, and it is true. I must say, I thought this job, uh, this show was going to be hard to do by myself. It's not easy to do by yourself. Now, you don't have this contrast of bouncing back and forth and different ideas. But the hardest part I've found doing this by myself is, one, I'm trying to breathe not in the microphone. So when I take deep breaths or when I try to breathe, I'm like backing away from the microphone every time. That's kind of different. I uh, didn't know that was a thing. Apparently, when Landon talks, I kind of back off and breathe on my own. And then, like I said, the drinking part, having a few sips of beer, not easy to do when your face is, you know, right in front of the microphone. But, hey, I got the pause button figured out. I'll do some editing later. Should be fine. Moving on to the foodgasm. I mentioned Tudor's Breakfast. Uh, I'll mention it again. It's fucking, God, that place is, it, it was so good. Like, I, I love, uh, I'm not a big breakfast fan. However, when I do eat breakfast, uh, I tend to like it, and uh, it's called Tudor's Biscuit World. Most of you have heard of it, and you're going to make fun of me because this fucking guy ever get out. Well, no, I don't get out. When I do, I love it. Uh, it was actually founded. This is crazy. I'm happy about this. It was founded in Charleston, West Virginia. Uh, that's where we were. So maybe we actually went to the one of the first ones, possibly. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, the picture on the... This is crazy. The picture on the Wikipedia page is the picture of the location in Charleston, West Virginia. And that's where we went. So I think we, we, we got a piece of history and didn't even know. I think we went to the first Tudor's Biscuit World. I think. So there's an announcement. Uh, their biscuits were fucking... They were so good. They taste like my grandma Faye's biscuit, where she made them in the uh, steel, uh, the steel pans, the skillets. And they were they were amazing, so just just shooting them out for sure. There is one in Centerville. Uh, I highly recommend them. That ham and Swiss biscuit sandwich was stupid good. Also, we had Jersey Mike's for the tailgate Sunday. Didn't have a lot of time to cook. Didn't want to cook. They had stuff going on. So, um, Pat Ball ordered Jersey Mike's for everybody. Uh, shout out to him and Diane again for feeding all of us. Uh, wonderful gesture. And the Jersey Mike's was was really good. Uh, it's better than Subway. We had just like roast beef, bacon. Uh, they were called clubs. Roast beef, bacon, like the provolone cheese, I think, subs. They were very basic. And then they had the Italian subs, and there was something else. And they were so good. I said basic, not because they were bad. I said basic because I like them basic. Now they come with a shit ton of toppings, obviously. A bunch of toppings on the table. You can have what you want. But maybe that's why the drunk guy decided to sit down and try to eat some of our food, and about got his ass kicked by three or four of us who were standing around. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, Jersey Mike's is really good. I think that's the first time I've had it. I want to say I had it one time on the road years ago, but I don't remember it. Uh, it was awesome. I think I had four or five of them sandwiches. Of course, I was drinking some beers, so they went down very smooth. And I don't think I ate in the... I had one little small thing of popcorn in the game, and that's it. Uh, pretty good for me. Normally, I will try to eat a little bit, maybe a couple hot dogs, maybe a soft pretzel or something, but it's so fucking expensive to eat in the game. I mean, two beers is 25, 24, 25 bucks. If you get them up top, you can get them for 12 a piece, 11 a piece, you get a deal. If you get them at the bottom, when you're watching the game and the, the beer guy's coming up and down the stairs and working his ass off, you feel compelled to tip the guy, which I usually do because he's a nice guy. We have the same guy in our section every, um, it seems like the last two seasons have been the same guy. So you got a $24 thing, and you got a 10% tip is, you know, $240, 20% tip is 4 bucks. Then So the $22 turns into $24, $25. Real quick, 
and you get four or five rounds, you know, because you're watching the game, you're having a good feel, you get three quarters. Next thing you know, you're out $100 in fucking beer. $100 of beer would fill my little podcast fridge probably four or five times. Rip off. But that's a, you know, that's the NFL. Multi-billion dollar. They're making money. Somebody's making money. Uh, music. There is a new Beatles song. People are going crazy about it. I have not heard it yet. Um, go ahead and um, admonish me for that. Beat me over the head. Uh, but I've not heard it yet. I'll put it on my phone here a minute <clears throat> and listen to it tomorrow. A lot of conversation about AI. AI did this song. AI wrote the song. AI wouldn't for AI. AI. No. Okay, listen. AI didn't fucking do the song. I checked it out. According to TheGuardian.com, Paul McCartney says there's nothing artificial in the new Beatles song made using AI. Musician clarifies how artificial intelligence was applied to vocals by John Lennon amid anxiety over how the technology will affect the music. Paul McCartney has clarified how artificial intelligence has been used to create a new Beatles song, saying that nothing has been artificially or synthetically created. Last week, McCartney announced that he had employed AI technology on an unreleased Beatles demo from the 70s, telling BBC Radio 4 Today programmer, programmer that AI had been used to extricate John Lennon's voice from a cassette recording. So basically, uh, quote, we were able to take John's voice and get it pure through this AI, he said. Then we can mix the record as you normally would do. It gives you some sort of leeway. So basically, AI will listen to a rough recording. Maybe your vocals are kind of in the background. Maybe they're just background vocals, which is probably what's the story with Lennon. Then they pump in hours and hours and hours and hours of Lennon's stuff into the AI. The AI knows what he sounds like. You play a cassette for the AI. AI takes his vocals out of the cassette Mixes them, makes them louder, makes them sound a little clearer. They don't redo them. They don't change them. They just made them to where they could put them on an actual song. The song came out, I think, last week. Um, and a lot of conversation about it. Actually, a lot of people on on the uh, on Facebook were pretty excited about it. So pretty cool that they come out with another song. I'm sure this is going to be... They're saying this is basically their last piece of um, material. Which I assumed. I mean, it's been quite a long time. I mean, you would think they would have been done by now, but you know, you find recordings here and there and you got to throw them out there. So the song is uh, called Now and Then. Uh, I haven't heard it yet. I would play it on here, but I don't know if I'd get a strike through uh, Spotify or not. But anyway, check out the song. Um, Slipknot. Of course, I have to talk about this. Why? Because Slipknot's one of my favorite bands since the 2000s, early 2000s. I've been a new metal kid fan since early 2000s. Limp Biscuit, Mudvayne, Papa Roach, Seether, all those bands. Uh, Slipknot was one of them. They have parted ways with their drummer. Now, being a drummer, being a Slipknot fan, I was shocked by this. Why? Because the drummer is a great drummer. He's very good. He uh, copied the old drummer, Joey Jordison's parts to the T, sometimes playing them better than Joey did. I've seen them five times. Uh, twice with Joey, three with no, three with Joey, twice with Jay. Yeah, and then they parted ways because of creative style. You know, still not releases something saying, "Oh, we've parted ways for creative differences, and we're going a different direction." That's not what happened. This is what happened. What happens is when you get into this big ass fucking multi million dollar band, they bring you on as a hire. Okay, so you're just hired to play shows. I mean, you're hired to play the Download Festival. You're hired to play uh, this little tour. You're down. You're hired to play in the studio. You may not actually get 
uh, rights to the music. Like they're not going to cite you as all songs written by Slipknot and Jay Weinberg, which was the guy's name. You're basically just paid to go in the album or go in the studio and record the album. I mean, that's what you paid for. So you're not really a band member. So when you're not an actual band member, like I'm looking right now on the Wikipedia last album, which is a pretty good one, by the way, uh, the track listing says all tracks are written by Slipknot. And that's it. Is Jay in Slipknot? We don't know. Is he part of the Slipknot trademarks? Probably not. He was a hire. That's all he was. So I'd say they're getting ready to start talking about a tour which they did uh, announce today they're doing Download Festival next year, or possibly some new music. And Jay was probably like, hey, I've had a good time. I love playing the music. I love you guys. Uh, I'm. It's great that I'm making, I'll just take a shot in the dark here, $250,000 a year playing uh, drums for you guys. It's amazing. However, I want a bigger piece of the pie. I'm here when you are. I'm writing drum tracks for you. I perform amazing live. I have this following of people including myself, that follows me on Instagram. And I don't have an Instagram, but uh, Twitter or X, Facebook, watches me on YouTube, play drum videos. Like, I have a following. I'm part of this band. And I want rights to this band. Chances are whoever owns the Slipknot name told him no. And that was probably the end of it. So then what happens after that? Slipknot and Joey Jordison parted ways before he passed away, the original drummer. And everybody was like, well, what the fuck happened? Like, he got fired? I mean, what happened? Well, he didn't talk about it for months. Finally, he came out and said, look, I'm walking a thin line by even talking about this, but I will tell you, I didn't quit the band, which everybody knew that. So they basically ousted him. And then what happens is you sign an NDA, non-disclosure agreement. Uh, they write a contract up that says you can't talk about why we got rid of you or how you got fired. None of it. You're not allowed to say a fucking word. If you keep your mouth shut, we will write you a check for $1 million today, and life goes on. And that's more than likely what happened with Joey, more than likely what happened here. Happens all the time. Uh, Sergio Vega was the bass player of Deftones for years. Did, I think, three albums with him? Great bass player. Great live. Um, never saw him play with him, but I, he was he's great. He was a great addition to the band. Um, they let him go because he wasn't part of the band. They were. He was, just a, he was a hire. They hired him to play music in the album. And to go on tour, he probably made good money. Cool. But, you know, when you are kicked out of the band or quit the band and you are you have a part of the rights, every stream, every album sold, every time your song is used on the radio, you get a piece of that. Those guys want a piece of it down the road. They've put, you know, years into this, written some albums and Slipknot, which a lot of people, this happens a lot of music. I mean, it's it's a shitty business. Uh, I try to get into it for years. Sometimes I regret not just following my dreams of being a drummer for the rest of my life. But then again, a lot of these guys in the mid-30s, 40s, just playing drums all the time. You know, no kids, no family, no nothing. And they get dumped off like this sometimes. Shit happens. You know what uh, What drives everything in this world? Money. Uh, moving on to sports. Cincinnati Reds have declined the option to bring Votto back. A lot of conversation about this. I woke up Sunday morning to a post on X from him that's been reposted by a lot of people, a couple of Cincinnati people I follow, saying, hey, thanks for a great uh, 12 years, 15 years, however long you played for him. And I had a great time, and Cincinnati was amazing, and you guys were really good to me, and I really appreciate it. He's 40 years old now. Wow. 
That's another reason why probably he got um, nixed. But um, they didn't do his uh, final option in his contract, so he is not a Reds player no more. Uh, he started with the Reds in 2007, which means he's been there for 15 years. Damn, it's a long time. And, uh, you know, a lot of diehard Reds fans I know are okay with this. Apparently, he hasn't been putting up the numbers that I thought, and he was expensive. So, you know. You have a big uh, a big hit on your your finances, and you're trying to move things around and restructure and stuff. It's hard to do when all that money is going out to one guy. Um, let's see. C.J. Stroud uh, set single game rookie passing record with 470 yards. Comeback one over the Buccaneers, including a game winning touchdown. Uh, finally, I think a lot of us feel that way. Finally, an Ohio State quarterback is killing it. In the NFL. It's been quite a while since they've gotten it together. And uh, now he um, he's doing really good. I'm glad that he's doing good. I, I'm happy for him. However, they play the Bengals this Sunday, and I hope he plays terrible. Then the rest of the season, he can be great. I'm fine with it. Uh, I can't go to the game Sunday because uh, I got the I got Carly. Eric has to work, so we're um, getting rid of our tickets, unfortunately. But... It is what it is. I'll watch it on TV. Um, Blaney won the NASCAR championship. Ryan Blaney. Mm, I did not see the final race. I wanted to watch it. Between driving home and getting ready and tailgating, the Bengals and all that stuff. We had a busy-ass weekend. I'm glad it's over. I'm glad to be back in my routine, even though I had a lot of fun. Uh, he won the whole thing. Um, he's 29 years old from, he's from Ohio, actually. I didn't know that. He's 5'7", little short guy. Um, so he uh, won the championship of NASCAR. Some people listen to NASCAR, watch it. Some people don't. I, I try to. I just it's busy. Nothing against it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers made a very interesting comment the other day, and I had to look this up, and I'm going to play the uh, the clip for you. He uh, daps, um, who was it? Derwin James after the Chargers-Jets game on Monday, Monday night. And he said something very interesting to him that got the entire internet stirring, which is what Aaron Rodgers does, more than likely on purpose, because that's just who he is. But I'll play the clip from the Pat McAfee show. Here it is. Derwin James, you said, give me a couple weeks before I'm back out there. I know you're just kind of having fun with the guys, but obviously you know that's going to get dissected a little bit. Is a couple weeks, does that mean two? Does that mean six, ten, three months? What does it mean? We're back. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I've known Derwin for a while. We got the same agency. Uh, really uh, have a lot of respect for him and his game. He came over, dabbed me up during uh, during the game. Good to see him after the game. I didn't realize that was uh, going to get caught there. I mean, obviously that was said with a little tongue in cheek there. Um, it'd be nice to be able to be back in a couple weeks. That's probably uh, uh, not anywhere near a realistic timeline, but. Uh, so it's not realistic. He said it. Uh, of course, it, of course, he, he's like, oh, I didn't know I was going to get caught on camera. Of course you did. Cameras are following you the entire time you're on the field as an NFL player, especially as one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Uh, pains me to say that, especially when you get hurt the fourth play of the game of your season uh, and are expected to be out all season, but you're making like this miraculous return as of right now. So, of course, he's being followed around by cameras. And they caught him on camera saying it. And he rebuked it. He's like, hey, no. You know, I was just uh, talking. We was just kind of having conversation. Y'all were taking it out of context. That's not going to happen. I'm going to guess 
what is this, week nine, I think, week nine. I bet week 16 he comes back. I bet a week or two before the playoffs he comes back. Will the Jets be in the playoffs by week 16? Probably not. By the chances, it probably ain't going to happen. But if it does, it would be a miraculous comeback. Even crazier if he comes back and actually takes them through the playoffs and does anything with them. I don't see that happening. Uh, Dallas lost to the Eagles. I don't even want to say that on the show. It hurts my feelings. So fucking aggravating. I hate the Eagles. Um, However, there were some close calls. The refs gave them uh, a couple rough shots there. They also had some close calls with touchdown. Dak stepped out before the ball crossed the plane. Uh, Other dude put his knee down, was tackled before he crossed the plane, but he was being tackled before he caught the ball. Should have been a penalty, but, you know, don't make excuses, win games. Uh, we play them again in four weeks at home, so we'll see if we get any better. The Bengals got a big win. I talked about that. They um, they beat the Bills pretty handily, actually. They looked really good. Burrow was mic'd up for the game. It's supposed to be released tonight. I might even share that on our Facebook page of all the things he says and how he talks because he doesn't talk a lot. He's a very quiet, private guy, so it's interesting to hear what he has to say on the field and how he interacts with people. Um and then uh, the Bengals, you know, already said they have the Texans Sunday. The Dallas has Dallas has the Giants. They're favored by 16 and a half points. They're probably just going to wipe the floor with them. I'm more than happy to watch that shit. But then again, Dallas was favored by, I think, seven of the Cardinals and got beat. Uh, I got nothing else. That's a whole show for the week. This is the first time in a year, over a year, in 58 episodes that I've done this by myself. So the contrast of bouncing back and forth, joking, laughing, debate, there was nothing. I literally just, you know, looked over these articles, read you some things, tried to put some uh, joking notes in there. I appreciate you listening to me, even if I am just background noise. But I've been dedicated to this show for 58 weeks straight, and I don't want to miss. So every Wednesday, I will load a show, hopefully for the next five years. We'll see what happens. Thank you for listening. We greatly appreciate you guys. We love you all. I hear people talk about... Uh, they'll call Erica. Zach said this. Can you believe he said that? All Erica's friends always be telling her what I say because she don't listen to the show. Sometimes she does. Sometimes she don't. It is what it is. But it's fun to listen, to hear, to know that people actually do listen to us sit and talk for an hour, hour and a half every week. So we thank you very much. We appreciate it. We love doing it. It's our getaway for a week to discuss the world's problems. If you noticed, I didn't touch on the war, either one of them, because Erica was supposed to be on the show. But had to go do something else last minute, so I had to take him out of the docket. It's unfortunate. She don't like to talk about war. I'm all for it. If we can have some conversation on it, you know, could bring some viewpoints, could save people. We will see you guys next week. Thank you.